episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other cult classics. I'm now going to pass this along to my two favorite students who uh, will give you guys the morning announcements. And don't forget, uh, lunch today is breadstick dunkers, baby! And that's it. So now your morning announcements with Sean and Joe. Well, I don't know who that guy was, but uh, welcome to the show. <laughs> school Breadstick Dunker Day. School Best day of the, the week. Dude, dude, Breadstick Dunkers were the shit. Breadstick Dunkers were the fucking best. Um, and when you look at them now, if you think about the way they looked... Bro, dude, the least shot, appealing shot, fucking thing you've ever seen in your life. The cheese, the how they stuck that cheese on there is like a crime against up. humanity. It's fucking disgusting. I actually haven't thought about that till, till just now. That <laughs> if you think about the way they looked, like you wouldn't give that to fucking anybody. You would like, <laughs> like, like if your kids were there hungry and you had that, you'd be like, you know what? Like, let's just. Go out. Let's you know. Let's let's go get something else to eat. <laughs> but they tasted so good, dude. Dude, they were they were. It was the fucking best. It was the meat sauce. The meat sauce. The meat sauce. Meat. Yeah, dude, serving kids meat sauce. <laughs> Bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> and describing it as such is the funniest thing. Like it was like meat sauce. It said it on the fucking menu. Yeah, no, that was the, that was the sell because sometimes. They didn't have it in the budget to give you the meat sauce. It was just regular <laughs> sauce with <laughs> dunkers. And that was fucking bullshit. It was very disappointing. It was always disappointing. When you got that sweet, sweet meat sauce, and you just, like, cram your breadstick onto it to, like, make the meat stick into it. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Dude, I, mean, I, wish, I wish we could have a picture to show people of like what that cheese looked like i know you know uh, but also can we talk about imagine people complaining about giving free lunch to kids when that's that's what they're serving up that shit should have been free and the fact that my parents paid for that is fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane <laughs> uh so we are uh officially kicking off our school theme i know we did a school theme last week oh man People really like that movie that we did last week. Uh, we are in the minority. Very much so. And that's... Oh, I'm surprised. I was telling I Sean before we up. recorded that I got a lot of feedback on something that we said that we would do, and I couldn't remember what it was, and now I, I did. Uh, people are very into Halloween Resurrection for a live show. Halloween Resurrection for a live show. Okay, so I forget whether that was our lot. No, we were going to do it as a regular show. I, I am fine with either, but we definitely have to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's in our schedule, which do we want to talk about our schedule? 
We could. We actually have some announcements and shit, too. We we have uh, much more important announcements than breadstick dunkers, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I, but. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, I, I do. I do know. <laughs> did, wait, did I not send you the schedule? You, no, 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 you did. I Listen, I No, 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 for no I can't reason. find it. I'm sorry. That's why oh, I'm okay. asking. Okay. <laughs> no, I was derailing it because I, I was just excited that I remembered what people were saying. Oh, I sent it from here. Okay. So, yeah. So, a few announcements. We'll start with the simple ones first. First of all, merchandise. The hor- This is your morning announcement, so fucking buckle up. TheHorrorShowStore.com. Get your merch there. It's still all available. I am going to start pulling some of the older reissued designs here in probably a month, maybe October 1st. And then we'll maybe do like a Halloween theme design up there. Um, So get that while you can, the horror show store.com. We have our new schedule, which we'll be talking about. Um, Actually, fuck it. Let's save the schedule for last. After the show, we can talk about the schedule. Um, Cause we got, we got some hitters coming up, man. It looks good. Yes. Uh, but yeah, we were gonna do we were gonna do Halloween Resurrection as an episode, but that is because we're gonna have an early live show in in October. Very early. It's the first weekend of October we're gonna have a live show. And we have to do it that day. Because we will be coming to you live from, I actually don't know how to say this town's name. Uh, Basically, (laughs) did did I tell you what the name of the town was? No, I thought we were going to Tampa. It is Tampa, technically. We will be live in Tampa. (laughs) But it's technically this small city that's like, it's like one of those like outside of Tampa, but it's still Tampa. You know what I mean? But it's technically a different city and it's spelled Y B O R city. Ybor. 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 I would call it Ybor. (laughs) It it is most, that, that is how I would pronounce it. Ybor. The entire time we're there. Yeah. Ybor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why would we not call it that? I, and I still have yet to look up how it's actually spelled. Um, yipes! Uh, we should do that right now. How to say Ybor City? Uh, Ybor, 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 Okay, cool. There you go. There you have it. Ybor. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna named, be coming to you live from Ybor City. Um, Sampa, what's that? Named after a cigar magnate. Oh, really? Vincente Martinez Ebor. So there you go. I I History don't list. love the name, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have to, right? Uh, we'll be coming to you live from the Tampa Bay Brewing Company. The thing is, we will actually be there um, the same weekend as the. Uh, it's called like Spukala. Like, there's so many things that are spelled funny here. Uh, So October uh, 7th, we will be there at Tampa Bay Brewing Company. That weekend, 
October 6th through 8th, Spookala is out there. And that is a major, major horror con. So if you guys are anywhere in the area, if you guys are Florida, if you guys are uh, Georgia, come on down and see us live. Uh, we'll post more details here in the next like week or so. Um, but boy, David Arquette's going to be there. Yeah. Kevin Smith, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Chris Sarandon. Michael Freddie Rooker. Prince Jr. Michael Rooker rules. Fiona Dorf, I'm going to try and marry, but that'll be Jamie Kennedy's going to be there. It's it's a it's a it's a packed event and it's really cool and a little more punk rock than I feel like a lot of other cons are. Got a definitely like a DIY feel. Um so please come out and see us. Again, that's going to be October 7th, Tampa Bay Brewing Company. Um and it's it's like 10 minutes from Spookala. So you guys can do Spookala and it's going to be whenever the, we're going to set the time for whenever they shut down, you just f- come over to the live show and we'll be there. We're going to be doing it. We have, and did we, oh, that we did pick out. What did we choose for that? But this is up in the air. This is up in the air now, right? Like, cause now I feel like we got to do like something huge for this. Oh, I was I had put in Halloween two because I don't see an episode of us doing Halloween two. Yeah, we have we have not done an episode on Halloween two. So a live show of Halloween two, or we could do the live. We don't want to make people sit through Resurrection at a live event. Come <laughs> nah, on, I mean that's good. fucking two's psychotic. <laughs> two is good. People like it. Because we're gonna, we're gonna be bringing in some people that don't know the show, so like if they come in and we force them to watch fucking Resurrection, it's yeah, it's over. <laughs> we might we might be at the actual con too, right? Yes, yes, we'll be at the con. We'll, again, we'll post more details. I'm working with the con to see if we can do a second performance there, um, but if not, we will definitely be there hanging out. Um, so, so we're going to be doing a lot of cool stuff and more details to come on that, but I'm excited to do another live. Very excited. And we're working on a California one too. So fingers crossed, fingers crossed. October 6th through 8th, right? October 6th through 8th 8th is the con. We'll be performing on the 7th. Performing on the 7th. Wybor. Be there. At Wybor. See you there. (laughs) Wybor the cyborg. Um, okay, cool. So that's awesome. I'm excited for that. I'm very, very excited for that, actually. Uh, so what else do we have to talk about? That's it. We have a movie to talk about. We do have a movie to talk about. We, we have, do we have a movie, guys? Uh, what were your thoughts on this movie? First of all, let's, okay, let's hop into this because I feel like this is going to be a, I feel like this this on paper after watching the movie i was like this might be a very boring episode but usually when i think that it tends to turn out to be a, a like a good episode and people love it but <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not too worried about what we'll have to talk about um what did i think about this movie i don't hate it i don't hate it at all uh, that might that might shock you i think it's fine i think it is like it wants to be an Alfred Hitchcock or a Giallo film very badly, yes. uh, but you know the talent just is not there. <laughs> With all due respect to the director of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, this was his last his last movie. Um, I think 
I think, dude, the villain fucking sucks. The the weapon that they use is the most useless piece of shit. It's so dude, weird. If you're gonna, if you're gonna be known for decapitating people, maybe use a sword that can actually decapitate people. We watched them just like slash over and over again, and and the person they're slashing isn't even maimed. They're just like getting more and more annoyed at the situation, and then it just cuts away, and we see their head like rolling down. That is, I, I, I don't know why they chose that knife for a weapon. It's really bizarre, and they really stick to it too. And by the way, did we mention we're doing night school night or night? No, we did not. Night school, nineteen eighty one, nineteen eighty one. Which we've been stuck in nineteen eighty one. I feel like for yeah forever. Of- we've done Madman, Just Before Dawn, Student Bodies. Those were all eighty one. Flesh Eating Mothers was like eighty eight, I think. But we've been in the eighties for a while now. We might have to uh, do some mid nineties shit. It's just crazy how big of an impact Friday the Thirteenth had in nineteen eighty. Because just a year later, like how many how many of these movies are just being churned out trying to recapture that? That's a good point. That's a really good point. Yeah, um, they they just immediately hopped on it. Um, so this movie is weird. It first of all, it's like the horniest movie I've ever seen without showing any nudity. Like just truly no horny. Like not perverted, sh- horny as fuck. The shittiest shower sex scene. Oh my god! Ever. <laughs> Smearing shit all over each other. I've never seen anything <laughs> like that in my fucking life. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's literally paste, right? That's what they're smearing. Paste. I think it's supposed to be something that he got. While in his travels, which we'll talk about when we get there. But he's just smearing shit all over. I think it was... What color was it? Red? It was red. Yeah. Because, because again, they just wanted to be Hitchcock so badly. And like, yeah. They tried to... The, I mean, this was the psycho shower scene. But instead of actually killing somebody, <laughs> which people would be... Like, dude, I mean, all you had to do in a slasher movie is just murder someone in a shower. And people like, oh, that's an homage to Psycho, right? It said you pay homage to Psycho, but just smearing red paste all over each other's faces while you're in the shower. I fuck out of here. I feel like every kill scene in this movie showed you exactly why the movie was good and why the movie was fucking terrible at the same time in those scenes, because it was like a mix of everything that you had to deal with in the movie, which was this insanely slow pacing and like you're saying, like Hitchcock, dude, the diner scene where the guys, you know, this man is going to stumble upon a dead person. Like they're setting it up and he literally opens up 47 different things before he finally finds the body of this person. But like it's, it is done in like a whodunit or like a Hitchcock type of way where it's like he opens a box and you're like, oh, there's the, that's where the head's going to be. And it's just apples. Then he opens the fridge and is like, what the? And then you look and it's like a rotten pumpkin in there. And you're like, okay. Like, <laughs> I fucking get it. Like, he does that fucking 47 times. And he's like, oh, why I oughta. It, and, and every death scene is like that. Every death scene. And some of them are more effective than others. Like, I think her in the shower when she starts hearing noises was like a really good scene and like pretty effective. But it was 15 fucking minutes of it. And it's just like, we got to f- fucking move this along. Like, they, they, we hadn't mastered slashers yet, clearly. 
Yeah, uh, churning out a dime a dozen. Uh, but I mean, this is not a movie that I would run towards if I was putting on a slasher. But it's also like it's kind of fun. I, I, I don't hate it. I, I think I would. Yeah, I, I, you know, for people that don't like blood and gore, I think it's a good slasher for somebody like that. Like if because I'm I've met people like that where they're like I don't like that stuff, and it's like this would be a good one for them because. There's none of that. Don't worry. <laughs> you do watch you see a decapitated <laughs> head bonk a turtle, a fucking live turtle. <laughs> There's <laughs> that shot was unbelievable. <laughs> uh, yeah, that one. I mean, anything with a decapitated head was unbelievable because there was just no blood whatsoever. And I feel like Probably it'd be sucks. it'd be a fucking mess. I feel like it would be a fucking. I've never decapitated anyone, but I don't with that knife too. <laughs> Dude, dude. Especially. There's just going to be blood everywhere. It's just going to be... It's like cutting fucking steak with, the, like, a butter knife. Like, it's just going to be a fucking disaster. That's exactly what it would be like. Yeah, I looked... It's called a, kuk, a kukri. Uh, it's a Japanese knife. So, like, just go with a katana. Because yeah. it, would, it would make a clean cut. This one, you gotta, like, saw through the sinew. Like... Go with anything. And why choose decapitation for all of them? I, I mean... <laughs> all right i don't want to like jump ahead i i would like to do the movie but i just have to say when the the police officer's reaction to every time he finds a head is one of the funniest things i've ever seen because after the the first one he's like who the fuck would put a head in a bucket and you're like oh, okay that's he's a killer like a weird question to ask like and the, like of all the things that you're seeing here that's your concern is like where he put the head but he does this every single kill and every single kill he gets more and more exacerbated by it so he's just like towards the end he's like who would put a head in a fucking sink <laughs> and the guy he's interrogating is like i don't know man like your guess is as good as mine you're the police i feel like you're the one that should be telling me that those two cops Dude. are the biggest like comedic relief without intentionally being no. comedic relief, right? Because that was not their purpose. But no. every time they're on the scene, dude, fuck, I I, I want to talk about the end so badly. I mean, I, I, I'll keep this vague. I'll keep this vague. The entire movie, the main cop is like, it is this person. And it ends up not being this person, but the, but that person gets framed. And the other cop that he's been saying it to for 80 minutes is like, hey, you were right. It's this guy. And the, guy, the cop just is like, am I? <laughs> he, does, he, does, he does the Spock and the Simpsons when he's like, but you didn't do anything. He's like, didn't I? And disappears. That's what he fucking says he to his partner. Which he, has, he has no reason to believe that he... He has no reason to believe anything other than he solved the case and he was right the whole time. The entire movie, he's like, it was this person that's the murderer. That person takes the blame and the cops find them. And there's no evidence pointing to anybody else. And the guy's like, "Meh, I'm not right." And he like it's somebody else. That was that was one of my favorite moments. Um, that was one of my favorite moments. I have it written down. I have it almost quoted exactly because I thought that was one of the funniest sh- fucking things I'd ever seen. It because because he's like, <laughs> "Fuck, <laughs> yeah, oh really? Does it real? Does it really?" 
Because the guy's like, that means the case is closed, right? And he's like, does it? Does it really? And like storms away. And they're like, yeah. You and the guy's like, did well, you are the, 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 before he even says the case is closed, he starts it by being like, you're the greatest detective ever. Like you knew this the entire time. <laughs> he did. Because he, this guy's from Harvard. So he, he, by the way, this place, this takes place in Boston, which I feel like Boston. more things need to. Boston's a good city for crime. Boston's a good city, and I feel like there's not that many that that um, do it there. Um, so, director, as you mentioned, did Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, a classic. Yeah. A classic. He also did uh, Casino Royale. He did, with Peter Sellers. Yeah. Um, and Sex... Oh, the James Bond connection. I, I didn't, uh, didn't Ian Fleming write Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? I don't know who the fuck wrote Chitty Chitty. I'm pretty sure he did. And then I think Roald Dahl uh, did the screenplay. Bro, what? Stacked movie. This is actually blowing my mind right now. Roald Dahl. I'm pretty sure that's true. I'm pretty sure that's true. I'll Google it. I mean, I have it up right now. Roald Dahl screenplay. Yeah. Ian Fleming, right? Wrote, wrote Wrote the story. I think he wrote the book. Oh, Ian Fleming wrote the fucking book. Dude, imagine writing James Bond and then being like, you know what I'd like to write? A book about a flying car. <laughs> Although, watch the watch the actual story be like, just like James Bond. There's no Dick Van Dyke's just fucking chicks in the fucking flying car. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. That would be. Now I'm gonna read it and then be super disappointed when it is actually a children's book. <laughs> yeah, this isn't what I wanted. You have Rachel. I mean, oh, dude, I mean the, the the the. Sorry, I'm I'm very hung up on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because of course it's written by Ian Fleming because the main girl is called Truly Scrumptious. It's the most Bond oh, Bond girl fuck. name of all time. You know what? I mix up. I don't think I even. I don't know if I've even seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I mean, I'm sure I have, but uh, I was a Bedknobs and Broomsticks boy. Oh, be, yeah, Bedknobs and Broomsticks rules. I feel like those two were the. Uh, you go head to head with those two. <laughs> you're, you're either chitty chitty or your bed knobs and broomsticks baby and i'm a bed knobs and broomsticks man myself uh i i still can picture the fucking like knob of the 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 bed because isn't that like how you activated it you like turned it Dude, that movie rocked people people don't understand people cool that was people don't understand because it's like burned into my fucking memory they use like animation in that too, right? It's like live action and animation. Yeah, it's like the incredible Mr. Limpet. You know, when Don Knotts talks to fish. Yeah. Like, let's let's have a, a live stream. First of all, I know I'm like honestly about to start one right now. Why was Don Knotts famous? And by the way, I if you're wondering why I'm stalling for time right now, it's because I don't have a lot of notes on this movie. Uh also, wh- and, and I should probably say I'm beyond tired, so I oh, apologize for Yeah, Joe Joe had a loss in his family, which what do I say? Sympathies to Joe for that. Uh, <laughs> but like that just, that's a whole day when you got to deal with that. Like that's. It that literally was. Yeah. Fucking drained you. So. You got to start early. It's. Yeah. So. <laughs> so hence the derailing this entire time. Yeah. My anyway. Running a mile Don time. Knotts. How the fuck did he get a job in Hollywood? <laughs> oh, I mean. Cool. <laughs> have you seen his fucking face dude he was like 19 in in 
in the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> but he but he looked sixty his entire career. Is that true? Wait, no, I mean, I mean, uh, no, probably. I mean, obviously not. But like, okay, I don't know why I asked, but that is fucking crazy. I don't know how. When was that show? Look at this fucking mope. That's the first picture that comes up of you. And he's probably like 25 right there. <laughs> yeah, he's got a face for comedy, dude. Dude, look at this fucking guy. <laughs> dude, Mr. Limpet. I remember my dad showed me that. That's another one my dad showed me and was like, get a load of this movie. It's so great. And I was like, okay, dad. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, look at it. This is young Don Knotts. He might look older old, there. He's old as shit. <laughs> Most receding hairline I've ever seen. Bro, what? What, what, is, what is he? A fucking... Oh, God. I'm a, I'm in a fucking wormhole right now. Um, This is from, like... This is fucking old. All right. Anyway. Don Knotts. Rest in peace. You ugly bastard. Um... He's not in this movie, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why? Why are we talking? Because <laughs> we went to Mister Limp Limp. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang got there. Um, you got Rachel Ward in this. Who? This is her first film, um, and she she is she is a working actress, and she's still doing stuff right now. She's doing uh she did she was in one of the Peter Rabbit movies recently. Um, Good. Tons of TV. Tons of movies she is a working actress uh you got leonard mann who is i'm sure paul's could probably just list everything he's ever done um he was a big spaghetti western guy um also did the humanoid uh and do do flowers in the attic isn't that like a isn't that famous or no am i thinking of something else am i thinking of flowers for algernon but anyway yeah He's also in uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Three. One, of, one of our faves. Is that the one with... Um... Bill Mosley doing the shittiest oh. hitchhiking film oh, of God. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that, that's, that's not the one I'm thinking of. And then you got Drew Snyder, who's also uh, uh, a working actor. So, to me, the acting chops in this are... Are pretty good. I I didn't mind the acting. I don't know about you. I I thought the acting was actually pretty good. Yeah, the, it was fine. It was I mean, it's, uh, the, they're not great, but in terms of like, even though you're saying they're working actors, there's no star power in this movie. No, that's that's actually very true. And and not only not only that, but it, the fil- so this is the weirdest part about 1981. I, and I want to like. I, I wish I had the time to like dig deeper into things like this. The variation in quality from like 1980 to like 1986 and the amount of money you had was so bizarre because this film is shot beautifully. Well lit. You see everything. Everything looks crystal clear, perfect, really nicely shot movie. Um, but then you see other shit from 1981 with even higher budgets. Sometimes the budget on this one was 1.2 million. Yeah. Which is not much more or, or maybe even less than some of the movies we've recently done. 
in that time period. And it looks like a, like a true feature film. It looks like a real feature film. And then like, we'll do a movie with like $3 million budget. And it looks like it was shot with a fucking potato. And you're just like, how the fuck is this happening? Uh, but it, yeah. it, it's fascinating to see the eighties and like where those budgets went. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but I think that joke of like using the budgets for drugs is not much of a joke. Most definitely not. <laughs> Cause like, I think these people were just responsible. We're like, no, let's buy, let's rent cameras with the $1.2 million. I mean, I, I actually think it is that simple because like, it is a joke, like you're saying, that people make, but there's definitely truth behind it. Like, you look at recording, like, bands were given, you know, recording bonus, like, money up front yeah. for them to put out albums, and they immediately spent it all on cocaine, and they put out, like, the biggest piece of shit ever, because they couldn't, <laughs> they had, like, one day left in the studio that they could afford. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get into Night School, 1981. Uh Man, we're almost at an anniversary here, too. September 11th, 1981. It came out. So, all right. Here we go. Let's go there. We open up in Boston. Uh, we meet Ann Barron first. She's seen her kids off to school. Uh, but she decides to hang back a little longer at the playground, just fucking around. Guy in a motorcycle shows up. And you for sure think this is a a typical slasher setup like i was like okay he's gonna show up and be like what's up honey and it's her boyfriend um it's not no it's the killer it's the killer and he makes that very apparent very quickly and then spins her around on what do you call those fucking things oh shot i legitimately googled to see like what the spinny thing on the playground was called and the Everything calls it a carousel, which I honestly don't accept because no. carousels uh, a merry-go-round. Like I've never heard anyone call that a carousel, but no. it's just the spinny thing. That the spinny thing. <laughs> they rightfully got rid of of all playgrounds because it's the most dangerous shit. That is crazy that they put that on fucking playgrounds. It's also funny. It's funny that we had a time where kids wouldn't abuse that, and it probably only lasted like a day. Sean, that that was the most abused thing I've ever I've ever witnessed in my life. Dude, it was literally a torture device. Yes. If you got caught on that motherfucker, you were done. What what you see in his opening scene is essentially what happened every day at, at recess. <laughs> so the killer is swinging her around and then pulls out his stupid knife. Um and just holds it out like wild spinning, <laughs> and that's enough to chop off her head, clean off. And also, before he chops it off, she's spinning for a good while that we see, yeah. like in real time. She could have just, you know, rolled off at any point in time away from. Like you're not strapped in. I, just roll off. And I mean, as an adult, I feel like. <laughs> First of all, having to spin somebody on that, it would take a while to get them up to that speed. To get that fast. <laughs> the first turn, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to hop off right now because I don't know you and I don't know why you're spinning me on this fucking thing. <laughs> Just take one turn for any rational human being to be like, what are you doing? <laughs> this, Give me the fuck okay. off of this. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but she does not. She continues to spin until she's decapitated. <laughs> this movie that's, rules. That's so fucking funny. Just waiting. Like, uh, maybe he'll stop. Uh, we then meet Judd, uh, who is a cop, and his girlfriend, Stevie, who I wrote down because I assumed she might play a part in this movie, but she does not. Does Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but Judd gets the call to go to the crime scene uh, where he goes, and we meet him and his uh, buddy, his partner, I guess, Taj. Uh, it. In the synopsis, they call them partners, but I don't see them as being partners even remotely. They they talk to each other like they don't work together and like just got assigned to this job at the same time. It's very odd. Um, but he gets to the scene of the decapitated teacher. We find out that he also mutilated the body of the teacher and threw her head in a nearby bucket, which Judd is so distraught about. He just can't handle the fact, not the fact that he decapitated her, but put her head in a bucket. That was so, that was so upsetting to him. And he's just like, who on earth would ever put a head in a bucket? And Taj is like, I don't know, man, some sick fuck. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, like, the act is sick. The The bucket is neither here nor there, but they keep yeah, pointing actually, that probably, out. Probably like the most sanitary part of the process. I mean, like <laughs> you, you got your evidence all in one right there. You could just carry it away. Um, now, no big deal. before we get to this character, can I just say that the red herring in this film is, is A+. Because that guy, despite us knowing that he's not guilty from watching the movie, that guy is guilty of committing a murder at some point in time. Oh, oh, which one? Because there's like two red herrings, I guess we could call them two red herrings. And both of them should be fucking locked up. (laughs) Well, yeah, maybe um, three. If you consider the headmaster too. everyone in this movie Um, is like kind of a piece of shit. If I'm being (laughs) quite honest, (laughs) <laughs> that I don't disagree with. It's it's Gary, the 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 guy who follows the girl home in the beginning. That guy is yes, that guy's a murderer. <laughs> yeah, he's he's guilty of something. So just detain him. Now here's well yeah, and and by the way, he is guilty of things, and the police note this when they decide that he's not guilty of the murder, and they're like. Yeah, he's not. He didn't murder anyone. He just loves jerking off to people that are having sex and peeping into their windows and flashing people. That yeah, take you just described street, a fucking cr- multiple crimes. Fucking lock that guy up. What are you talking about? He's like, yeah, he doesn't mean no harm, which is kind of the theme of this fucking movie because everyone we meet is a sexual predator, and. Does not get a comeuppance whatsoever. They all just are kind of living their life. And to the point where you're like, am I supposed to like this guy or not? Or this woman or not? I could not figure it out. You're no sane human being would like Gary, but like it is a redemption story for him. Like those two cops are trying to clear this guy's name like harder than than anything ever. It's, It's ridiculous. And he is a 
total degenerate piece of shit. He follows a terrified woman home. Like, I shouldn't say follows. He is chasing a woman home. When she looks over, when she looks over her shoulder, he hops into like doorways and alleyways to conceal himself. But like two seconds after, she's already turned around. Like his his reactions time is like it's slow. very slow. I, I don't think he's all there. Well, I know that. But like, <laughs> he's he's just he's he's Gary, man. Um, but yeah, not wait. Not only not only is she able to like see him before he hops back she knows who he is like very well (laughs) they are acquaintances yeah (laughs) did she i i forget did she have a confrontation with him also at the at the place where she was like this guy's fucking looking at me because he was staring at her at the restaurant he works at a diner she i think i think her exact words were he's creeping me out (laughs) (laughs) and then he proceeds to follow her (laughs) up yeah that that was fucking bullshit um but he's one red herring, and we get multiple red herrings here. But because um, again, this is more. They definitely wanted you to feel like this was like a whodunit type of thing. Like, but it was very clear who it was once you meet the person. Did you did you know who it was? Did were you able to figure it out? Uh, I thought it was the one that the police thought it was. Okay. I thought it was the prof- I thought it was uh, the teacher. Well, we're gonna get introduced to him. Yeah, the professor. Yeah, we're about to introduce him. But okay, I I knew as soon as the- we meet Elaine, I was like, oh, it's gonna be her. Or not as soon as you meet her, but as soon as you realize the connection between her and Millette, you were like, anyway, here we go. Uh, so Judd is our cop. Taj is his partner. Taj loves giving Judd shit about having a four-year degree from harvard like it's just nonsense every scene he's in he's like that was that harvard degree buddy and judd's like it's fine (laughs) um judd then goes to the school where ann had been taking night classes um and we learn there that that all these girls are in night school because they all work during the day. They all have these cool jobs like aquarium feeding person. I mean, what is teacher's that teacher's aid? What? What what is that job that that person had? That job was not a job. It was fucking insane. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Ian Fleming wrote this fucking movie. <laughs> hanging out in- huge oh. jugs the aquarium uh feeder. <laughs> The after hours aquarium feeder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we go to the school. We meet Kim, who's one of Anne's friends. She'll she'll play a part in this. We meet Professor Millette, who right off the bat is a fucking creep and is making moves on Kim. Then we meet Elaine, who is a, another student, a foreign exchange student from Britain. Very foreign. And... Uh, Elaine clearly also has something going on with Millette. Um, so, you know Millette is a fucking creep, just from the jump. You you, you already know it. And, and Kim says, Kim talks to the police and says that Anne had a boyfriend she was secretive about, and it was an older guy. So, we're pointing, everything's pointing to this guy, this Professor Millette, right now. Yeah. 
Uh, we then follow Elaine home, the foreign exchange student, uh, it, to a bar. I it was Eleanor. Is it not Eleanor? No, it's Elaine. You sure? I think so. If it's Eleanor, boy, I will. Uh, uh, that that is uh, it is Eleanor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Eleanor. That's <laughs> what I've been saying. Um, school is in session. Eleanor. Eleanor goes to the bar. Uh, that's when she decides to walk home. And we meet another potential suspect who we just discussed, Gary, who is ogling her at the bar. Uh, I don't know who came up with the word ogling, but that's a it's word. Appropriate. So this is an appropriate word. Um, and it, and to your point right here, my note says this dude isn't totally innocent because he stalks her home. Um, and then even starts running. Like she starts running away and he is giving chase. He's in pursuit. He's in pursuit. He's trying to capture her. And the weird part about this is it notes that when she gets home and I didn't pick this up. Did you pick up that he unlocked her? Or that he locked the door for her? No. Neither did I, and I don't even believe that to be true. Uh, But it's claimed that, like, I think they were trying to paint it as Gary was actually a good guy. And was like, maybe knew this guy was, this killer was following her also. And rushed home to lock her into the house. I, I don't buy that. That is not true. <laughs> that is not I, I don't buy that for a second. He has a mouth. He can, <laughs> he can just warn her. <laughs> and of all the film used for like silence in this movie, they just filming silence, silent shots. They could have spent three seconds to just show Gary locking the door, which I do not believe they show. But you do see a hand reach in. Anyway. Um. And this this is one of those scenes where I think it like paints the in this like fifteen minute scene, which takes fucking ages. Uh, it's like the whole movie in a little capsule, which is it's slow, it's like methodical, and there's some cool looking shots, but like it's just too much. It's just too fucking much, and it's too slow for what it's trying to do. And we watch her take an entire shot. Dude, have you seen somebody undress this slow in a movie ever in your life? <laughs> no. <laughs> and even when they do, like, usually when they, you, when they slow down a scene for somebody to undress or something, they're, like, folding their clothes up. This woman somehow isn't even doing that. She's she's just taking her leisurely time taking off her clothes. But then, like, it, it's, it is a slog in this. Also, she was just followed to her house. Yeah, and now it's just like, what a relaxing shower. Showering after that? <laughs> also, it's even funnier knowing what we know at the end, which is all I'm going to say. But like, probably yeah. Yeah, that's true. We see. So well, I'm very, I'm very hung up on what you just said to me that you're saying, where did you get that from about Gary? I think it was on the Wikipedia. The, so, 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 so they're claiming. He reached his hand in the door and locked it for her? Okay, there she is creeped out by Gary, the busboy who appears to have mental issues. I don't know if that's 
the way we describe that anymore. But the waitress Carol asks Eleanor if she's in Millette's class, implies that she sleeps around, blah, blah, blah. Gary follows her home. When she realizes this, she runs the rest of the way. Oh, wait, no. I misread it. <laughs> okay, wait. You're confused. So, she, so Gary did not lock Gary the door. Gary did not lock the door. So, no. Thank Ga- God. Gary is a straight up criminal. Nuts. Gary's a criminal. Okay. <laughs> Dude. Put I've, your hand in to lock the door before, <laughs> before they shut it. <laughs> I, I fucked that up. I, I saw Gary follows her home and quickly locks her door. But I mi- I missed the part where it says she runs the west of the way and click- quickly locks her door. So she she locks her own door, obviously. Okay. All right. Because I was like I was like what the, f-? and I was like I guess that's one way to like clear Gary sort of and like make Gary not seem like such a creep. But no, Gary's a piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> the, honestly, it might make it worse. <laughs> Just stalks people home. No, lock. it makes it way worse. He is actually his intent was malicious. No, I was saying it would have been worse if he followed her home just to lock her door. Oh, oh that Insane. might be weirder, too. That might be weirder, too. And also, I mean, the other weird part is he doesn't... Again, everything about this movie is, is very dated in terms of like of, like, sex abuse and stuff. Because the police, again, clear Gary's name by being like... And by the way, with no evidence of this whatsoever, they just go and talk to him. And then the the one cop Judd is like, well, Taj is like, this guy's the fucking guy. Look at him. He's a fucking pervert. I'm kind of with Taj, right? Because uh, he has collections of women's clothing that he didn't get uh, consensual. Gifted, yeah. Yeah, he, he was not gifted these things. Uh, he's got porno taped up on the walls. Uh you know, not a great, not a great vibe there. But Judd is like, no, he's fine. He just spies on women and beats off and flashes people. He's like, what are you going to do about that? <laughs> the fuck are you saying, man? Like, lock him the fuck up. It's 1981, guys. Like, the fuck? Do you think, I think about this way more often than I should. Do you think... That you know, unsolicited dick pics. You've heard of this term? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> Do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> are we thinking unsolicited dick pics are the new form of flashing? Because why would you take a pic, dude? Who's sending unsolicited yeah, dick pics? Like, That's fucking crazy. That's no, crazy. I think. I think. I think it's like you have a screw loose if you. Uh, you just send a dick pic. That's fucking crazy. That no, that's that's fucking nuts. That's fucking crazy. Like no, like hey, I'd love just like here you go. That's fucking nutty, man. Like inserting it, like inserting it in the middle of just like a like a formal conversation. Yeah, I, I that makes me uneasy that people do that. I, I've been on dating apps because I'm single now. So like. And I'm, I I go on dates with very nice people, and they just they'll say like a guy will just send it as their first message, <laughs> and they must have the mentality though of like flashers in the seventies. Remember, like that became such a thing that it was in movies and TV. Like guys just like 
opening trench coats. Like (laughs) you had to be wary. Like honestly, you were like warned. Like we were instilled to stay away from men wearing trench coats. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And like, was that the 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 same thing? Are the are the guys sending unsolicited dick pic the flashers of two twenty twenty three? Yeah, I think that is the the modern time. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking weird. That's fucking crazy. I, it, it is weird. If you're listening to this and, and you've done that, uh, I hate your guts. <laughs> you make it harder for us to send unsolicited dick pics. It's <laughs> We're supposed to do it in peace. Fucking everything up. Hey, uh, anyway. So, our, our girl here, uh, El- 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 Eleanor. She takes a shower. We see a gloved hand trying to get in. Then we see a different hand ringing the doorbell mm-hmm. um, over and over again. She turns off the shower. Doorbell stops ringing. And I actually love this scene. I think it's actually like, I think it actually does instill a moment of like, what the fuck is happening? Because all you can hear is the water dripping. And it's cutting between the front door, which there's no more motion there. The bathroom door, which... Are they already in the house? And her behind the shower curtain, like just trying not to breathe so she can hear like what if there's somebody in the house. Um, and again, it lasts like fucking five minutes, but it's it's a great it's a great it's scene. It's, it's good. Shorter. Yeah. yeah. Um, she starts to shower again and we see somebody walk in. Uh, but this time it is Millette, the professor who, yes. Uh, is dating Eleanor uh, a little more seriously than the other students that he's having sex with. Yes. The other ones are just casuals. The, these two are an item. <laughs> I just want to stress, like, I can't stress this enough. If you are being followed to your house, <laughs> t- taking a shower is very ill-advised. Imme- immediately after. Like, just call the police. Somebody. Alert. <laughs> yeah. And you know where he works, so you could actually, like... You can identify this man. (laughs) You have all the information to stop this from happening again. (laughs) Uh, Showering. That's unbelievable. um, And then we get that shitty sex scene uh, in the shower where they're just rubbing paste all over each other. I, I genuinely don't know what it is. Fucking old eyesore mullet just body painting a lane with fucking finger paint. So weird. And the shower's just washing it off, so it's not even anything like... It's not doing anything. But he's also... I just choked. He's also, like, shoving it in her mouth, too. Yeah, it's supposed... This is supposed to be, like, erotic. It sucks. (laughs) It looks like fucking blood poop. If if somebody fucking pulled that out on their fingers, I'd be like, "Fucking that doing? Just just fuck it. Get that shit away from me. What the fuck are you doing?" (laughs) Oh my god! From there, we go to an aquarium. I don't know why. Um, That's where Kim works. That's where Kim works, and we see the uh, motorcycle killer admiring some sharks. Uh, the aquarium scene's so funny too. It made me laugh because I don't know if you, I don't know why anyone would catch this. I was just, I mean, I was a little stoned, but I was watching the fish because it's, it is a, it is a long scene of Kim feeding fish. It's just her feeding fish. And 
just in the tank, scuba gear, feeding fish in silence. Um, but she throws food to this one turtle and a fish grabs it. If you guys haven't watched the movie yet and you watch it after the show, please just pay attention to this. It's like the last turtle she feeds because a fish grabs it from the turtle and the turtle's face genuinely looks so fucking mad. I, I honestly started laughing so hard because the turtle looks so fucking mad and then starts chasing after the fish. And I was like, that fucking, that is my favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> um, he gets his food stolen. Uh, scuba person comes up. It's Kim who is working at an unattended, completely empty aquarium. Which is probably not. That a- is true. That is true. Except there is like a person there that is watching the turtles. Yeah. Oh yeah. During the, during the crime scene. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. So there are people there, but just not, <laughs> no one's working. <laughs> She's the only Kim appears to be the only worker in the aquarium. <laughs> also, it's nighttime. Like, what aquariums are open? At Dude, this is a late night of fucking aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> that lady that sees that sees the head. Why is she there? She's got she got nothing going on, my guy. Uh, she's just fucking hanging out, watching the fish, and not alerting anyone to the f- motorcycle person standing there. <laughs> With a giant fucking knife. Um, Kim goes to the locker room uh, where the killer follows her and is not afraid to make noise. Is actually like playing a little taunting her game. Mm. Um, And then she opens up a locker and the killer pops out, which is wild. And chops her the fuck up before finally decapitating her. And throwing her head in the aquarium where we see a turtle nibbling on it. Which sounds cool, but I promise you, you don't see fucking shit. It's just like a pile of hair and a turtle clearly eating a snack that they attached to it. The turtle gets hit in the head first. And it's like, like, like Sean, this turtle is the actor of the film because that turtle is pissed when that thing hits dead. Dude, <laughs> imagine you fucking, they were going to feed you and then a fish steals it and you're like, Jesus Christ. And then they fucking <laughs> throw a head in and it fucking bops you on the fucking, you'd be like, you know what? Yeah. He's having a rough day. I fucking quit. <laughs> Get me the fuck out of here. Um, Taj, the, the the police come to investigate the crime, obviously. And Taj with like a real all-timer here. He goes, <laughs> he really has a taste for the bizarre. The old head in the fish tank routine. Really weird stuff. <laughs> These guys are fucking enamored by where he's putting the head. It, it, yeah. It's like blowing their fucking minds that a killer is like. And by the way. Where he puts the head is not the weirdest part. Everything else is the most bizarre shit in the world. Where he puts the head is fucking, who gives a fuck? He's just throwing it wherever he feels like. And they're like, holy shit, how are we ever going to figure this out? He's throwing heads in fish tanks. Honestly, honestly, these cops suck. <laughs> they're the because, fucking worst. Yeah, they're focusing on the worst stuff. And th- there are <laughs> there is connection, as as we'll find out in the next scene. The cops are aware of like who all these murders are linked to. Like they, they can trace them back to one person that like, oh, all these women that were murdered have had relationships with this one guy. So detain him. Like he is a person of interest. Yes. 
Yes. Oh, hey, that woman he got pregnant. Spoilers. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe she's involved in this. Maybe she's involved. Dude, it, it's not like a secret who these people are no. connected to. They've, dude, how many times we're going to Millette's house again right now. And Ele, El, Eleanor is there covering for him. They go to Millette's house again. And Judd is like, I need to see him. And Eleanor's like, yeah, he's not going to talk to you. It's quiet time. <laughs> okay, you're coming to jail with me, and so is he, and we're going to fucking hash this out. We're going to figure this the fuck out. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, but anyway, they do end up, he does end up seeing Millette, and he asks if he slept with either of those girls, which the answer to both is no. Um, but in the process, gets him to be like, gets Millette to say in front of Eleanor, like, Dating a college girl, I'd rather fucking die than f- fuck a college girl. Was fucking, they're gross and stupid. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and uh, don't worry, uh, Eleanor lets him know she's upset by this. She's like, hey, uh, that was insane. And also, are you fucking everyone still? Because, I mean, I know that's how I met you. But are you still doing that? And he's like, then you knew what you got into, toots. Like, dude, he takes the ultimate, like, dude, like, as if he's a fucking heartthrob. As if he's a fucking heartthrob. He's like, he's like, do you, because she's like, I knew that when we met. And he's like, then you should have fucking known how it was going to (laughs) be. Which is nuts. But this is like blowing my mind right now thinking about this. Because what we find out at the end, like, why is she asking him that? We, we know that she knows because she's she's taking action. She's she's very well aware. <laughs> why is she why is she questioning him on that? Yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense because she's also crying. She's very emotional in this scene. Like, she's very. Yeah. It's an emotional scene for her. Anyway, we cut to another scene of Eleanor and Millette having <laughs> having food at the diner where. Millette sees a waitress and is immediate. Wait, you know what? No, because he actually waits until at- Eleanor is like, I'm pregnant and I'm keeping the baby. And <laughs> Millette's response is, I should have known that's why you've been acting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ian Fleming might have wrote this movie. Um, and then immediately a waitress comes by and he's like, hey, baby, you can take my order any day. And she's like, could you p- please stop doing that? And he's like, what? It's called being friendly. Carol. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Millette goes to uh, tell the headmaster about, I think about his infidelity because he I, he's going to have to confess that she's pregnant. Wait, the head the, the woman headmaster, right? Yes. Who Sean. is another sexual predator? <laughs> Sean. <laughs> I actually just I I forgot about that until just now. When that scene that happens at the end. <laughs> Wait, why is, why so this it? scene this scene happens here. It starts here because we This is this scene blew my fucking mind because A, why is it happening? What does this do for us as a viewer? Like, this does nothing for us. And I, again, am I supposed to like this woman? Because 
she was kind of painted as like, I, I don't want to say a savior, but like Millette is a piece of shit. And Millette goes to confess to her that he got a student pregnant, which is fucking insane to say. Uh, and she's already talking to a student who is in tears being like, Millette fucked me. And yeah. it's devastating. And he's really with this girl, Eleanor. And I've been like let on this whole time. Yes. And and the headmaster is like, you need to stop doing this to Millette. Like you this is unacceptable. Yeah. And then it cut then it we see the headmaster fucking the girl that she was <laughs> that was just crying to her, complaining about Millette. Which which they set up well so that's that's later, but here in this scene they set it up because she's this was like honestly fucking the craziest I wish I could just talk to the director really quickly and be like, what was the plan? Like, what was your intention of emotion here? Because this woman, this girl is in tears. She's been taken advantage of by her teacher, her older teacher, thinking that they might have a relationship. They don't. He's fucking some other woman, multiple women. And then the headmaster goes, um, she's like, he's not going to use this school as a sex pad. And let's listen to all this. And then she goes, you know what? You should come to my house and spend the night. And like starts like touching her fucking hair and being like, just you and me. Well, it'll just be us together. And you're like, what the fuck is this? This is the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like this is grooming. Like this is fucking crazy. It is 1000% grooming. And like you kind of give her the benefit of the doubt. Being like maybe, maybe she's just be like paternal, just being like. Uh, go I, over like we'll talk about it. I thought it was a fuck up. I thought it was a generational fuck up where they were like, "Oh, this is supposed to look like caring." It came off as sexual in 2023. It's not, as Joe mentioned. There's a scene later. Having- it just cuts to them having sex. And by the way, the girl looks fucking mortified. The the student looks fucking mortified because now she's fucked her headmaster and a teacher and. <laughs> fuck are we doing why is this in the fucking movie (laughs) who fucking maniac wrote this anyway we go to carol at the diner who uh gets killed uh and by the way at this moment i knew spoilers eleanor is the fucking killer because the flirting here now you're like okay got it this is Eleanor. It's not Millette. It's not fucking Gary. Unless they throw a random character in. This is, this is Eleanor. Um, the killer chases her into an alley, chops that fucking head right off. Yeah. And again, puts it it in the sink, (laughs) puts it in the sink. This is the scene. The diner owner shows up and is like, this place is a fucking mess. No one's doing their fucking job. And we watch him clean up for 15 minutes in real time, opening boxes, and you keep expecting him to see the head. The head never shows up. And then, dude, he serves a guy stew in the middle of this. And, and oh, dude, and he serves a guy stew, and the guy's like, hey, Paisan, there's a fucking air in my stew. And then the guy, Gus, the owner, is like, oh, I better check that out. And we have to watch him pour, sift through stew for five minutes. And he finds no hair. 
Because you're like expecting a head to fall out of the stew. He's like pouring <laughs> right. it out. That would be the gimmick and the gag. And nothing comes out. Nothing comes out. We just watch him pour stew for fucking five minutes. <laughs> fucking unreal. Sif- <laughs> Sifting through stew is like the most tedious thing you can put on film. It's the biggest <laughs> fucking pot I've ever seen in my life of stew. That, by the way, was left out overnight. And this guy's just about to fucking chow down on it. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah, it ends up being in this sink full of water. <laughs> and that's when Judd goes to the next crime scene and is absolutely blown away. Why the hell is the head in the sink? <laughs> Gus is like, hey, man, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> you're the fucking cop. It's actually, dude, imagine, imagine like, a cop is at your place of business because you found a body. And he's, like, distraught and has no leads. I'd be like, oh, man, we're fucked. Like... <laughs> This is the police. This guy's having a fucking panic attack right now. <laughs> they can't find this guy. Um, and by the way, the diner owner is being super fucking helpful the entire time. And Judd just keeps being like, you fucking idiot. You better f- <laughs> help us. <laughs> and like, because he's like, uh, oh, the cops want to question Gary, the, the, the creep. Yes. And they're like, do you know where he lives? And the owner's like, I don't, but I can figure it out for you. And Judd is like, you fucking piece of shit. You better figure it out. He's your fucking employee. He's so fucking. And like the guy literally just said, I'll like, I'll get it for you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Why the fuck would he know off the top of his fucking head? Anyway, the cops go and question him. Taj is now wearing a bow tie for some a cop in a bow a cop in a bow tie. <laughs> uh, and then that's when they decide he's just a fucking dirty pervert and that is not a crime. So they let him go. So they go back to Millette's. This time there's no one there, but they let themselves in. They find all the books on headhunting. They find a collection of skulls. Um and you know. They assume this guy's cutting off heads. He's a head. He's a headhunter, which they start using that term a lot after this. They cram that in so much at the end. And it's so funny because I I read that either the director or the writer wanted to make this movie because they read, they read an article on headhunting, which, which to just cram it into the last 15 minutes. That's it. Funnier. Cause that, that was their goal the entire time. They must've figured it out midway filming. And then we're like, holy shit, this is, we got to use head hunting. <laughs> we have to, we have to emphasize this. <laughs> yeah. We cut to Millette and the he- headmaster just going toe to toe. Like they both fuck students. <laughs> And it's like, in this moment, are, are we supposed to like either of these fucking assholes? Definitely. Or is this just a fucking scene of two idiots fucking fighting with each other that means nothing to us? Yeah. It, it means nothing. And then that's when we go, after that fight is when we go to the headmaster fucking a student that was already taken advantage of. <clears throat> One of the most psychotic moments in film history. <laughs> <laughs> Those people might be worse than the fucking killer. I mean, they're not good. <laughs> they're not. They're they're like, very bad. They're very bad. Uh, decapitating people. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess that's a little bit worse, but, you know. Hey, guess what? Gary is spying on <laughs> on women still. <laughs> Illegally spying on women. Uh, he is spying on... Uh, whose house is he? Oh, he's spying on the headmaster's house. It's, it's, it's the headmaster and, and Kathy. Yeah. Right, he's beaten off to the headmaster fucking a student. Beating his meat to teacher porn IRL. Uh, so the cops are following Gary. Gary's following the student (laughs) and the student's having sex with the teacher. (laughs) While this happens, a phone call happens and the headmaster has to go take it. And she is slaughtered. I actually love that scene. I think it's fucking great because she goes into another room and you just see the door slam shut. Then it flies open and the headmaster's trying to get out. She's got blood around her neck and killer pulls her back in. Now, why why did like knowing what we know at the end, why did the headmaster get it? I think just because of the beef with see, actually, I don't know, because I actually think there might have been an uh they might have alluded that. Millet also fucked the headmaster because Eleanor walks by when Millet and the headmaster are fighting. And I think there might've been something said <laughs> where like Millet fucked her also. <laughs> okay. Or Millet. I mean, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. So, or they're just, or it's just somebody that doesn't like Millet, but yeah, I mean, Millet is just running through this fucking school. <laughs> like yeah. fucking unreal. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain numbers for this fucking <laughs> eyesore dork <laughs> fucking at a school. Um anyway, so she gets got. Uh our student starts hearing water running, so she goes and she finds a toilet overflowing and she it's the lids closed, but you see hair and blood coming out of it. Why the fuck would you open that? <laughs> and also, also, for a moment, wouldn't you like, if you saw that, wouldn't you be like, did that like come out of somebody? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that a, did somebody, that, did somebody I, pass that? <laughs> I think, Sean, that's why you would open the, the that dude, I would, right? I, right? Would, I would, I would because, <laughs> because your first thought is 1000% not going to be, oh, that's, that's, a, like, that's a person's head. No. You could be like, I need to see that shit that somebody took. <laughs> I agree completely. I agree completely. I would absolutely have to see what somebody passed. (laughs) It would just, because it's just like, yeah, you're not, there's no way you're thinking it's a fucking head. No. You're like, oh man, I just fucked somebody that took a shit that looks like that. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I didn't even think about the post coitus (laughs) scenario. (laughs) You just had sex. So he leaves a steaming, bloody, hairy shit in your toilet. You just had sex. She gets up to leave conveniently for a phone call. And then you're like, <laughs> she's gone for a while. And then you check the bathroom and you're like, oh, fuck, bro. What did I, what did I fucking do? What have I do? done? <laughs> Not even the fact that she's a teacher. Just fucking, she takes the gnarliest she fucking. takes takes huge shit. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Um, <laughs> uh, 
the student freaks out and then uh, she is also killed by our killer. Uh, and yes, she fucked Millette, so that that tracks. Uh, Judd is at the house now. There's 15 minutes left in this, and I can't <laughs> quite figure out how this is going as slow as it is. <laughs> and there's going to be an ending here. Um, and we get an amazing body double scene. We just recently commended a movie. I think it was one of the action movies for using a doll. Yeah, it was, uh body heat or not uh, dead heat dead heat for using a doll this movie might take the cake because usually using a doll they're on the defense they're they're being thrown they're being <laughs> hurt they're being mauled in this one the, the doll <laughs> is on the offense and it's the doll of the killer <laughs> and the doll you see the killer jump like over the stair railing at Judd, the cop. And then it cuts and you just see this doll fall on Judd. And it's fucking amazing. Um, and uh, so jumps into Judd and then gets away. And I actually do love this moment where we follow the killer home. Killer gets away and we just follow her on her motorcycle, gets into the house. And the music's building up. Takes off the helmet, and it is Eleanor. Most dramatic music. And then when that happens, Millette comes downstairs and is like, what's going on? And she just pulls out her knife and finally confesses. She says, I did it for us, for the baby. All those women you lusted after, any threat to our sanctity, I must strike down. I did it because I love you. And (laughs) Millette's response is, yeah, you're full of shit. <laughs> uh, one of the craziest scenes ever. He does not believe her. Um, but eventually he he realizes that this is, is very true. Yes. Very true. And it's a lot of talking um, here where they're deciding what's real, what's not, and what their next step is. And Eleanor is like, if I leave or if we let them in, they'll kill me. And the baby. Um, which I kind of like this ending. This ending is okay until we until Millette sacrifices himself. No, I like that part. I like that. Why the fuck would that guy do it? You'd think if that guy that, he did all for that the baby. He did for his unborn. I don't buy this guy giving a fuck about that. This guy I mean, loves puss more than anything. <laughs> hey, uh, he had a moment of clarity. He did. He did it for the kid. I, I liked it. And that is a that is a move. Um. So yeah. So so they're ta- they're having this moment where they're like, we can't let him in, or else the cops will kill me. The cops show up, and at the same time, we see the motorcycle leave. You you don't know who's on it. You assume it's Eleanor getting away because she's. Because she she said if we let the cops in, they're going to kill me. So right. it could be Eleanor taking off to just try and get away and hide and go into hiding. Um, the cops try to kill her. They're trying to shoot at her. Motorcycle hits a wall. Uh, it actually, like, flies over another cop car, does a flip, and the killer is laid out on the ground. They take off the helmet, and it's Millette. And as Joe mentioned, he has sacrificed himself for the good of the baby. 
Um, and this is where Raj is like, good job, Harvard grad. You fucking did it. And that means the case is closed, right? And that's Judd is like, really? You really think it's fucking good? It's really fucking good? Okay. And then leaves. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? If he knows so well, why the fuck wouldn't he just arrest the person that he thinks it is? Yeah, well, g- good news. Uh, we cut to the future, and he confronts the person that he thinks that it is and just lets them walk away. <laughs> Dude, they just do like a head nod like we both know. It's like <laughs> a moment exactly- of like, yep, I did it. And Judd's like, oh, I know. And th- that's almost the end until Judd goes into his car. <laughs> and the killer pops out with the fucking knife. The same knife grabs him. And Judd screams. And then it's fucking Taj, his partner. It's just Taj. It's just Taj. Who, pull, who pulls off the helmet and he's like, Whoa! Roll credits. Dude, yeah. ending on a prank like that. He, dude, he he screams, what did you expect, the headhunter? And then roll credits. You would you would unload your entire clip, right? Yo, and just absolutely. be like, I, I thought the killer was back. Yeah. Right? You, you would get off. Oh, absolutely. Dude. And then it's, what's insane is the credits roll to Taj laughing, like as if it's like a villain ending. You know what I mean? It was like the most bizarre ending of all time. Um, and that, my friends, is uh, Night School, 1981. Solid movie, man. But I'll like, have to check it out. Check, check, it. check it. Give it a, you know, if you, it's a good movie. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Now let's talk about the rest of our schedule here, because that's going to be the fun part. Well, some of these are question marks, so we haven't decided yet. So we'll hash this out. So we got next week, do we do Cutting Class 1989, which I'm very excited about, or Class of 1984? Well, if you're excited about Cutting Class, let's do it. All right, let's do Cutting Class. Class of 1984... More, I feel like it's more actiony anyway. But I love class nineteen. Do you? Should we do class of nineteen eighty four? No, let's do. Kind of- Should we put it up to vote? No, let's do cutting class. All right, cutting class. <laughs> cutting class. It is. Cutting class. It is. Um, and then our live show. More question marks here. Uh I was thinking. I want to do like a heavy hitter. So I'm thinking Teen Wolf, The Prowler, or Carrie. Carrie's it's not going to be. Uh, I'm curious, a great movie. Carrie bums me the fuck out. Carrie bums me out. I mean, Carrie is very sad. <laughs> like, it's not a bullied yeah. relentlessly and then kills everybody. Especially in 2023. It's not like, you're just like, ooh, like, this is brutal. Like, in so many ways, right? Like. Because, like, think about... Uh, I'm not even going to get into it. Anyway, Carrie's a bummer. I'm going to take Carrie off the list. I would say Prowler or Teen Wolf. We can put that up to vote. We'll do that for Patreon, maybe. Yeah, we'll do... Yeah. We'll, we'll have our Patreon members vote. And then our last week of school theme is going to be Hell Night. A, um, Linda Blair. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that one. That one's oh, fun. Don't be. Don't be. <laughs> Fucking snooze fans. <laughs> well, do you want to do class of nineteen eighty four then? Uh, yeah, 
Yes. All right. Class of 1984 yes. for our last week. Class of 1984 for our last week. There we go. And there you go. And then uh, we'll be live again in Tampa on 10-7, October 7th. We will be coming live from beautiful Tampa Bay, Yabor. Yabor. (laughs) Yabor, Florida. Very excited about that. And then October. I like this one. This is is fun. This is fun. Although they did just bump up... um, the release date for one of these movies. So like we could do it a little earlier if we wanted to, but we don't have to, we'll let people watch it. Cause I don't know if it's going to streaming or what. Um, so we're doing a Halloween two live from Florida. Uh, then we're going to do the exorcist, the exorcist two and the exorcist believer, our new one from our boys, <laughs> David Gordon green. Can't wait. <laughs> A movie so good that when Taylor Swift announced that Eras would be hitting theaters, Jason Blum was like, tried to be funny and be like, well, I guess we're going to bump up the release date. Hey, man, that's fucking sad. <laughs> that's, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> that's fucking sad. That's very bad. Not good news for us. The crossover of Swifties and, and those excited for the exorcist believer like why what are you doing (laughs) and as if they wouldn't see both if it were that big of a deal like you're literally trying to capture just people not going to movie theaters (laughs) um and then of course after wait he bumped it i'm sorry i'm sorry he bumped it up a week not not after a week correct correct he moved it from i think it come it's released on it was supposed to be released on the 13th it's now the 6th He's releasing so, it a week earlier. So just for the opening drop, weekend. So, so everything will drop off when this Taylor Swift one comes out. Correct. Fucking the idiot. guy's a fucking genius. What is this guy fucking doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then our episode drops on Halloween day. We will be doing Halloween Resurrection. Hell yeah. Just as everyone wants to celebrate Halloween Resurrection. Um, and then I'll save, we can save our, uh, the rest of our programming till a little bit later, but, um, but I'm excited for November too. Are you? Uh, yeah. Like we're doing cannibal month in November. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, it's, it's not really cannibal month. It's just like, it's cannibal slash fucked up families, mostly cannibals, but you know, it's, it's a vibe. It's our, it's our November vibe now that we've. <laughs> done every fucking november movie we could get our hands on our lot the light uh, we'll save it we'll save it save some info but yeah we've, we're booked up baby through december with our stuff so and hopefully we'll get another live show before the end of the year we're doing again october 7th tampa bay the tampa bay brewing company Come on out, go to Spookala, then follow us on over to Tampa Bay Brewing Company for Halloween too. It's gonna be fun. I'm so fucking excited. I'm so fucking excited. So and we'll have more details about the time, the the locations and things like that. And if we're gonna be at Spookala or not, I'm still waiting to hear back from their team. And uh, you know, price and shit like that. We'll figure it all out and let you guys know. So Stay tuned. Follow us, uh, facebook.com slash I hate horror, Instagram at I hate horror. That's really all you're going to, that's where we're going to be posting it. So, um, stay tuned there. Um, 
And then you can, if you want to tune into our live shows, and I think we should be able to stream that Florida one live like we did Chicago, which was awesome. That came out fucking phenomenal. Um, uh, that'll be on Patreon also. So uh, if you want to join us and support us, uh, patreon.com slash I hate horror. Joe, where can they find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. And that's a wrap. Thanks to Joe. Thanks to all of you. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. I got a I die. 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 I